Hi. It's uh, Talk Comics to Me time. We're also not live again, so excuse us. Excuse our mess. Bless our mess, if you... Pardon our garden. This is our mess. Uh, so yeah, Talk Comics to Me. I'm Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather Hadfield. And uh, I don't have anything rambling to say. I've got, like, so many books. Yeah, that's a fat stack of comics right I there. I accidentally bought, like, every single book off the wall this I've week. got, like, just a tiny little pile. Yeah, it's not even fair. Mm-mm. All right. Uh, you actually start, and then I can just follow okay. you up. All right. I'm not going to do very much talking today. So this is uh, Critical Role, The Mighty Nine Origins, Jester Lavoer. Um, the, they're doing a series of these cute little origin stories. They're just like one chapter essentially for each character within the Mighty Nine. Um, that's basically all it is. It's what happens before Jester meets up with everyone else within the group. She begins her adventures with the Traveler and how she meets the Traveler and all that stuff begins. So it's very cute. Uh, Laura Bailey and Matt Mercer do a lot of the writing for it, or at least assist with the character origin, which I thought was really cool. Art, as always, in these books is just super cool. Love it. I love it. I think the next one that's coming out is Yasha, if I remember correctly. I was really hoping that Caleb would be the first one out because his was like one of the first ones that was solicited, but I don't see his name anywhere, and uh, that disappoints me. (laughs) Caleb's my favorite, so... Yeah, it's a cute little hardcover, and it's not too much money. No, it's it's not considering it as a hardcover, and it's a tie-in to the series itself. It's not just its own story; it actually is a part of the series. So, if you're a fan, check it out. That's all. All right, all I gotta say about that. And here we go. All right, so first I have a thing called Truth. This is issue number one. I actually just special ordered this. Um, I don't think I will continue on the second issue or the series. Not that it's not good. I do want to say that. But one second. One second. Okay, everything's still recording. Yeah, it sounds like it. Okay. Anyway. We're good. We're good. Uh, yeah, it's it's not that it's not good. It's just not a book for me. It. Fault the main character, she works in a lab and she's been building something for a very long time and she ends up getting fired and she goes out for a night on the town and end up, ends up getting, I guess, kidnapped by a character. And it's just kind of their hijinks, it seems like. Or you, I'm sure you're going to find out more because the corporation or, you know, lab she's working with is not good and evil uh and i don't know like i said it's it's a fun book the art is so good can like, i see it yeah the art and colors are like amazing and like i do think it is a really good book it's just really not a book for me which i think is unfortunate it's just like it's really fun uh like i said like for some reason it really reminds me of an anime in a weird way or just like the story does, not the art, but just like the way the story flows. And like, so that could just be because of like the chibi characters, some of the, like the lettering things that they do, some of like the facial expressions. But it's a good book. <laughs> like, it, like I said, it's good. It's just fun. It's just once again, like not for me. But yeah, it's a 
It's a gay road trip. Yeah, it's a gay road trip, and I think that is a real. I think that's cool, and like here, like they're pretty hot. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Like that's my type of person. <laughs> that's really cute. Okay. Yeah, so it's just like it is a good book. It like I said, the art is really good, and the story is interesting. It's just like I said, it's not for me, and I don't think. Maybe if I kept reading it, like, I would have fun with it. But I don't I have so much. Like, this pile is so big. So, really, I have to make, like, what decisions. Right. Like, and you do have a lot of first first issues. It, yeah. Number and, ones. Yeah, and they're all, for the most part, limited series. Yeah. But what do, what do I want to choose out of all of these things? And I did already put this one on my pull file, so... I don't know and I don't want to really like take it off and necessarily switch so we'll see anyway next as we're talking about it is uh Laura by Gillum Marsh March Marsh Gillum yeah anyway 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 like I said it was a good book it this issue reminded me of Carmen just in the way the character flowed and the like relationship between her and her best friend, how they were in love, but like not really. It's, I don't know. We'll see. I like the art in some mm-hmm. places, other places I didn't. So, you know, I'll see. It's not bad. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> That's how we felt in the first issue of Carmen. It's true. So. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I'll get I'll get past it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'll keep going. It's yeah, I don't have like anything super bad to say about it. It was just like I don't I just don't know. Uh okay, so I'll move on. And this is the human target. This is book number one. And this is a Tom King book. <laughs> always with the tom king and greg smallwood i did fantastic yeah the art is good i did special order the second issue (laughs) just because this did intrigue me a bit i liked i did like the art yeah the art and colors were really really good and maybe once again that's why i wanted to get the second issue because i wanted to see if it was just that aspect of it that really like kind of dug me into it but I just kind of liked the way the issue flowed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was like a very interesting. What is the premise? Um, I don't know anything about this. So this guy, the human target, he's kind of a. I guess he was kind of a detective-like character, but his deal is he will stand in for you, and be killed in like for you, basically be assassinated for you. And he is hired by Lex Luthor to be assassinated. And he always fixes it so he will live. But something happens where it ends up killing him. So he's trying to figure out who killed him in 12 days. Okay. Interesting. That is quite intriguing. Yeah. So, not... It's Lex, clearly. (laughs) That's what he thinks, too. And it seems it would appear so, like, just, you know, on the surface. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) You know me. I'm just going to probably be foolish about this. Probably. 
just because I'm going to want to know. It's like, it's, I'm going to want to know how it ends. And that's why I can't do this is because I knew what this would be. And here I am again, just like, I don't know if I want to read this. And like I said, I did actually enjoy this for the most part. But I just don't know. And I know that it's dumb. And I know that I shouldn't. But that's why I only special ordered the second one and didn't just add it to my pool. Yeah. It's 12 issues, right? It's 12 issues. I don't know. I feel like if I do it past three, then, though, it's just going to be like, well, okay, special order <laughs> one more. <laughs> just like, at what point do I make the, like... Uh-huh. I would say after the second. If you like the second one, if that intrigues you as much as, like, the first one did, then go ahead and add it. But if it doesn't grab you like it does in this one that makes you want to maybe special order the third, then don't bother. I'm just, I just love a mystery. I know, I know. Even if it's bad. I know. You know how I am with that It's all, I I blame this on my grandmother 100% because I watched Matlock, watched Perry Mason, watched Murder, She Wrote. All that woman had to read was fucking, like, murder. <laughs> she didn't actually have those, but I did end up reading those in high school. I read those, too. But my, just because. <laughs> but my grandmother just had so many, like, detective books or, like, murder mystery books. That was, like, all I fucking had access mm-hmm. to. And so then, yeah, and it's, like, I read so much terrible shit. And then here I am again, like, I just want to know. <laughs> I just want to know. That's so funny. I read a lot of and that stuff growing up too because of my mom. But it's just like, what the fuck? Can they have just read something else? Like, could you have please read a better fucking book? Anything. I mean, anything. I, pr- I pray to the God I don't believe in to go back in time and be like, just read, a, read Lord of the Rings so I can like be into that sort of shit right now. That's fair. That's very fair. Like, just read a better book. Just anything with, like, a slight amount of intelligence. Anyway, that's a... I just had a that realization a for my life, too. My mom read historical romances. <laughs> like, Harlequin romances. Like, no wonder I fucking love love stories. And only if it's, like, real banging, like... Because, of course, that's what I was reading in third grade when I didn't know what else to read. I would just go pick up one of those smutty little books off of her bookshelf and crawl underneath my bed and read it with the flashlight. (laughs) All right. We're going to talk about (laughs) something else. (laughs) Wow, what Uh, a powerful realization. This is some therapy, I guess. Yeah. This is a uh, this is newborn. 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 <laughs> Did it? I was wondering if that would happen. This is uh, uh, this is actually called newborn. 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 This is a new Chapsidarsky book. And mm. Jacoby Philip. <laughs> I figured since we we're messing up everyone's names, or at least I was, that I might as well just keep going with it. Um, yeah, this is a uh, newborn. This is uh, about a detective who works for uh, people, <laughs> a private detective investigator. He's a private detective who works for, yes. the, for the mafia. Yes, but like not just one. He works kind of for all of them. He's on retainer for fams to help them out. And he is untouchable. Yeah, I like this book a lot. I did too. I, I actually really liked it, um, especially because... 
I am not too versed in, you know, mysteries, murder mysteries, just detective books in general. Mm -hmm. And so I had no idea what was going on. I was like, oh, let's unravel this mystery with him. And the motherfucker knew what it was right away. (laughs) He was like, I'm just going to keep playing coy. I just like how he's like really oddly badass. Yeah. He doesn't even have to do anything. And he's just like, check out my cane. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Love it. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see what happens. This is, I I say, I've said this like a thousand times in the last week, but this book was like absolutely made for me. It's got, it's got Champ written all over it. It's like, if you made a book for Champ Champenstein, this would probably be it. I think one of my favorite things about, especially Chip Zdarsky when he writes certain books is like, he can jump from one genre to another and he still makes it interesting. Like there are some authors who will just write a murder mystery and just keep doing that and it's like you know it's like the same in every story but like different in a way and chip is always doing something different like even if there's one thing that's similar in all of them the overall story is different and i think that's that's uh it's really cool yeah i don't disagree with that and i think he always works with like artists who really bring his story to life in Mm -hmm. really really like great ways like Jacob Phillips's art is amazing. Yeah, it's in this. really good. And I do like I do like the backstory too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it by Nadia Shamas? And I wonder is that separate from the story, or do you think that's going to somehow tie into the story? I would. I don't know. See, and that's what I originally thought was like when I when I you know realized it was like a backstory. If maybe that's like the prelude to what's going to be happening in the next issue. Or maybe it's just its own little thing. Like, this is what else is happening in this town while this is going yeah, on. Yeah, and that could also know. be it. The art and colors in that story are also really yeah. good. I'm not going to fuck up anybody's name. Let me see. Zayed Yusuf Ayoub. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's uh, this book is really good. I, I would highly suggest it. I mean, especially if you do, like, detective stories. Mm-hmm. Like I, private eye stories. If you like Columbo... I would put it on that, like, I don't know, just Columbo scale, just, like, the way it, like, the way the character, like, comes off in a way. I just, sorry, you said Columbo scale, and I immediately thought of my cat Sagan sitting on a scale, the Chalumbo scale, and it just... (laughs) The Chumbawamba scale? Yeah, it made me really happy, because I was like, I'm, because I've been thinking about, like, outfits that I could make for her, because my whole thing was, I mentioned that sometimes I call her Chalumbo like as in chumbo and i was like i should make like different outfits for her and like start sending you pictures of her in costume and i just thought of her sitting on a scale wearing the columbo coat and then do the columbo scale i just thought that would be really funny i have all these ideas but i just i don't know how to measure her so okay you you go we've talked about that book newburn Okay, Newburn, yes. That is the name of the book. First issue. It's uh, limited, right? Like six issues? I, I'm sure, yes. I, I can't remember. Well, I'll get back to you. We say that every single time and we never do, but we will get back to you on that. Um, but I'm going to talk about uh, this one, I suppose. This is The Heathens. Uh, this is issue number one. This is a Colin Bunn book. Um, Heath Amodio and Sammy Cavello. Is, does the art in it um there's a lot of things that i really did like about this book the art for one i really really enjoyed uh the facial expressions on certain characters i really enjoyed the colors were really good i didn't mind 
the story at all. And I think that's maybe because it wasn't just him writing it. Mm-hmm. It was like someone else. So the story is about a group of historical figures throughout time. Uh, like this is Billy the Kid, for example. Okay. Um, yeah, see, that's, 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 I was like, they're just, you know, bad guys. Yeah, yeah. So they are, um, I guess, vigilantes throughout history. Like people who did things to protect their people. Mm-hmm. Um, they are a group of heathens and they are sent throughout time to get rid of like bad guys like in the first part they're getting rid of the zodiac killer um later on in the issue well it's just her technically um but what they have to do is kill certain people throughout history to get some sort of points in a way because it frees them from this contract, I guess, that they're in. And okay. then once once they get whatever they need to do, then they're actually just free. So it's like they're paying for their sins, but they're not really sins because they were helping people. It's it's very strange. Um, but again, I didn't I didn't mind it. It's just the main reason I got this book was because it's called The Heathens, and my mom used to call me heathen when I was little, and so I thought it was funny. Um, which is also funny because Heath is another name that I have been called many times in my life. Um, and I thought about maybe getting the second issue, but I don't think I'm invested enough to get mm-hmm. the second one. If I do read it, I think I will just read it off the wall. Also, Stalin. Um, this is the second book that Stalin, Stalin has been, been in a lot yeah. of books. And I think that's probably what made me say no to this. Like, no, I'm not doing any more Stalin books. <laughs> You feel me? Um, I got Stalin enough Stalin. Yeah, no more Stalin on the brain, please. I can't do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the story, it was it was all right. I really like the group of characters that they chose, and Stalin does introduce each of them at one point, because I can't remember who all is in the group. Um, Hitler's woman. But that's not Ava Braun. I don't know who that is. But yeah. Oh, Sophia Blyufstein. A master thief con woman who invented new ways to steal from the rich and give to the poor. Like, that's all that these people did was mm-hmm. hurt rich people to save their poor people and help raise them up and stuff. So I don't know. It's It was a cool idea, and it was a very fun, interesting read, but I just don't think it grabbed me enough to continue with it. Okay. So. How many popcorns? Honestly, probably the 3.5. Okay. 3.5, maybe, maybe 4, but not a full 5. Okay. Yeah. Could have done better. <laughs> All right, I got a couple more now. Uh, this is World of Darkness. This is issue number 2. Is it? Yes. For some reason, I thought it was 3. No, next issue is number mm. 3. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, right? Math, right? Math. Adding. Who knows? This just continues uh, Cicely's story after she takes over the, mm, I don't know, Minneapolis vampire tribe. The Magistrate. (laughs) I know they have a real name, but I can't remember. The Vampire Council. They, uh, she does that. (laughs) After the death of her fledgling Allie. Mm -hmm. And... This just deals with her taking over and also dealing with a werewolf invasion. Yeah. It's really good. I like the story a lot. Like, I've read this issue, and it's really good. Who does the art for it? 
Julius Ota. Okay. And then Addison Duke does the colors. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. And Jim Zub and Danny Lore write it. That art is really cool. Yeah, the art is really good. I I really like mm-hmm. like I like the way the faces the faces look and I like I don't know, it looks like so smooth. Yeah. I honestly I think I like the art in this one better than in that first story. And I really did like the art in the first story. I thought it was really good, but there's something so I don't know. Yeah, I guess majestic. It, I guess about it, it's just really good. Yeah, this page is really. Yeah, good. like I said, I, I wish you were reading this yeah. because I know you'd really like it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I fucking, it's a really good book. I almost do like it more than the first, like the whole first story yeah. arc, and it's going much quicker. And I don't, I don't know. Do you think I, it's because we know who these characters are now rather than, like... Because in the first one, it did get kind of confusing because you may be aware of, like, the world itself, but the characters and the hierarchy and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. was kind of confusing to get into. Yeah, I suppose that is true, is that I do have, like, a more awareness of who they are. And I you do kind of grow with Cicely and, like, mm-hmm. her character. She's been through a lot. And I don't know. That is a really good point. Or maybe it's just the flow of it as the well. The flow of it is really good. I just, it's a really good book. It's really, really, like, I I do think it is necessary to probably read the first bit. Mm-hmm. Just so you do know who these characters are. Because they don't really, like, they fill in the blanks, but not enough for you to really know. Right. And I think, I don't know, even in that first bit of between the two stories, I I feel like I lost a little bit of who the characters were, and but this has really let me hone in and like remember who like certain anarchs are and like that sort of thing. So I don't know, it's really good. Really like it. That's all I gotta say. I'm gonna move on. Yeah, move on, dude. This is uh, God damn it, Arkham City: The Order of the World. This is issue number two. Title is so silly. Yeah, and it's like always on the on the, pa- the mm-hmm. cover weirds. I'm like, what is the title of this book? I, I really like the art in this book. Mm-hmm. I think the story is interesting. Just this doctor following after one of her patients who she thinks is the most violent. And I feel like, you know, kind of following that madness. So it's like an interesting story and the art like really works with it like super well. And I don't know. I've, I'm really like... There's something about this story I'm really drawn to, and I think it's just, like, the cerebralness of mm-hmm. it more than anything. It's just, like, it's really, like, in your head, especially about, like, who the ten-eyed man is and, like, what he's really doing. And, like, I don't know, it's also cool because it's a Batman book without Batman. Batman. Right. That's fair. And they, like, kind of, like, talk about characters, you know, like the rogues, because it's all about the destruction of Arkham Asylum. But there's never really, like, those characters in it. Okay. And even if they, like, I'm sure somebody will show up at some point. They always do. Yeah. (laughs) You can't just have, like, a story without them. Which is fine, and I won't be, like, disappointed by it. But I will be intrigued, like, how it, like, plays into everything. Yeah, just a story that I'm really intrigued by. And like I said, the art is really good. The colors and, like, the art itself are just, like, so dark and 
things are so like I like how the lines are kind of washed out. Yeah. Like there's no real like borders. Solid yeah. Outlines of anything. It's yeah. just It's a good looking book. Mm-hmm. I get good I know you love maps. Uh, so yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Okay. All right, let's ready. Move. Let's move along. Okay, so next we have Primordial. This is issue number two. Issue number two. This is about our dog going into space. And kind of what they go through before they get there, and what they happens when they yeah, get there. Yeah, I was there. Say what there is. Yeah. It's a uh, kind of. It reminded me, this page, these couple pages in particular, just remind me of that episode of Spongebob. I don't know what you're That's referencing. That's right. I can't reference. <laughs> I'll show it to you when we're done. Because I'm, an, I I'm like, an older millennial. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to like spoil anything for people who would want to read it. I'll show you after we're done. Okay. Because it's something that has always like messed me up a little bit. Just the idea of this plane of existence, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's, of course it's good. It's, you know, it's so good. It's, the yeah. art is so good. I've always, always loved, damn it, I opened up right to it. <laughs> uh, the panel layouts, his, his panels are always so good. And this, yeah, just the way that everything is set up. Yeah. And I like the way the story is and how like yeah. everything is unfolding and just the mystery of like who... I guess we know these animals, but it's just, like, where they are and, like, what's yeah. really happening or how it happened, so. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It is. It is so uh. good. If you like Gideon Falls, you'll definitely like this. Yeah. If you love reading about weird things in history, mm -hmm. you'll probably enjoy that as well. Me? Yeah, you're, you go. your okay. turn. Okay, this is Batman. This is 116. Um, Bitman. Bitman. Buttman, as I said. Um, this is but. closing up Tiny Onion <laughs> and Jorge Jimenez's Batman story. Um, 117 is their last issue on Batman, which I'm a little disappointed about. So, anyway. At least you didn't read like 70 issues of it. That's true. I've read. 16 now 16 because i did read the first few in the beginning um i gotta show you this page in here because it's so good okay first of all mm -hmm. so good but are you ready for this batman dude beefy so good okay so this whole fear state you know scarecrow released a fear toxin within the town and is slowly taking it over um in this particular issue um, the magistrate figured out where poison ivy was in the sewers and they sent people down there to take care of the situation, but poison ivy is not having it. Excuse me, queen ivy. Uh, she is not having it. And she's basically gives them an ultimatum, like get your people out of here. Otherwise I'm going to bring the city of Gotham down. People are going to die. Um, and while that's happening, Miracle Molly and Batman are trying to figure out where Scarecrow is so they can stop whatever's happening and they get into a juicy little fight with peacekeeper who is healing up from the attack that was that had just happened to him in the last couple episodes issues i keep saying episodes um but yeah that's that's pretty much it i mean peacekeeper comes to the realization that he can be the only one who can actually help gotham so him and batman are about to do a fight to the death 
yeah, it's, um, I still really enjoy this and I've said this a million times. I don't know if I enjoy it for like the story or for the art, but regardless, the two of them together make very interesting and I don't, I don't want them to not do this anymore because not that I am not going to enjoy the next person. I don't know if I'm going to or not, but yeah. it's just, I've had multiple people just say like, how can they do that? And then go to this person that's going to be so boring. And so it doesn't give me too much hope, but I'm not, I'm not gonna not read it just because of other people's opinions. Yeah. I, I do things out of spite. So I yes. will probably continue on for 70 issues just to say that I did it. You do what you need to do. I'm still reading Buffy, so. That, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> uh, on the Batman. On the Batmans. On the Batman. Speaking of on butts. The, speaking, Look at that. Yeah, the butt on here. I don't know if I can get it. You did, but, dude. Oh. There we I go. don't know why that is so funny to me. Look, Every look time at I see it. and it's the way that he's like looking. Yeah, cute. I love it so much. That's and when you said it was his butt, I was like, because I couldn't really tell. And then when he's I looked at pants. it, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's most definitely his I, butt. I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was a dude holding his dick. <laughs> does that not look like it? <laughs> look at that. And I was like, why does that dick have a face on it? That's <laughs> so weird. <laughs> wow i don't even know what i can say about this book that i was just that. like i know i was just like shocked by it though at first when i'd first seen it because that's like the chest well, behind I'm, him now i'm never gonna be able to unsee what you see? just said Ugh. like that shocked me when i had pulled it out of the box i was like ah the fuck is this jesus christ and that's why i had to point out the butt because i had to tell myself nah dog this is a butt it's not balls. That's a butt. I, you, I don't. <laughs> I ruin it. Yeah, I don't even know. I feel like I'm broken now. You literally broke me. I've encountered so much shit in my life, but you broke me. Like that is. I always knew it was gonna be me. It's like worse than a seeing eye. Like you know, it's like. The duck and the, I don't know, a bunny. Yeah, the duck and bunny thing. Now it's like, that's what it is. I'm never going to, now it's a dick or killer croc. I can't. Mm-hmm. Is uh, this a dick or is this killer croc? I didn't even say the na- name of this book. <laughs> this is Batman R- Reptilian. This is issue number five. Uh, killer croc, uh, spoilers. I'm going to just spoil this book. Killer Croc is like finding out that he might have been mixed with some alien stuff and he had a baby. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> wait. What? Yeah, so Killer Croc. He himself. He was a baby. Uh, okay. And something like crashed into Florida and infected, I don't know, infected a whole town. Okay. Like, okay. So, I don't know. Something to this effect. I can't remember. That was last issue. <laughs> but he, as a baby, got infected with this alien, which is why he's like the way he is. Mm-hmm. That's why he's all crocodile. Right. He's a crocodile. <laughs> uh, and he's an alien and he had a baby because they can produce without right 
Okay. This all makes sense now. I was like, wait a minute. I just imagined that thing giving birth, and but not like in a... But no, killer, killer, killer Croc had a baby, okay. and so it's fair. Like he was giving off a, he was having given off a bunch of pheromones at like the, the rogue meeting, <laughs> the Batman rogue meeting, and so the baby was attacking all of Batman's rogues, and then Batman has found Killer Croc. Baby has found him. They're trying to like distract the baby because the baby was like. One to get the tit or get fucked. Okay. <laughs> that is, I, that, I think I understood this book. I think okay. that's, I think that's what happened. Oh, is that's an Ennis book? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That make, <laughs> this is all adding up now. Okay. So yeah, that's that's spoiling oh the God. entire book. I just told the entire book oh, that I needed issue. To know. I needed to know. Uh, so I'm sorry. Like I said, spoilers are undone now. But yeah, that was. It was, this book is a weird, weird book. The, it, it's fine. I yeah. enjoy myself. The art is really good. It's like, I am, it, it is one of those things where like last issue, I was like, what the fuck? And this issue just continues it. <laughs> I, okay. So speaking of the art, Liam yeah, Sharp. Sharp. Yeah. Batman, dude. We'll go on then. Suckle it. And he's just sitting there watching? What a bear. pervert. The way he's... He's such a pervert. You know he wants to sit there and watch all that happen. That's why he's just like, hmm, interesting. Anyway, I'm just gonna put that in the back of my head, catalog it for later. I'm gonna text you about it because I won't be able to stop thinking about it. But Liam Sharp. Uh, in that issue that he did of Batman Catwoman, mm-hmm. um, our good friend Dave Phillips, when he was like checking out yesterday, he was like looking at, I think it was that book. It might have been issue four, I can't remember, but he was talking about Liam Sharp. He's like, it's just so good. This art is just so good. And I was like, oh, you're getting Batman Catwoman. Uh, Liam Sharp does the art in that one. And he went like this. <laughs> he was so excited. He was like, that just made my whole day. Now I can't wait to read this book. And yeah. I was like, that's exactly how we were about it too. Like we didn't really care one way or another, but I know like when I noticed that that's who did the art for, it was like one of the first ones that I read mm-hmm. because I was like, let me see what this is like. And yeah. I liked it. So yeah, Liam Sharp is brilliant. Real good. Okay. I have, I have more. Uh, way more. This is the Joker presents a puzzle box. This is issue number four. Number four. It's part, like, seven of the story. Chapter seven. Yeah, it's just just the Joker telling the Gotham police a nice little story about what all the other Batman villains have been doing, trying to find the puzzle box parts for the Riddler. It, Are you still enjoying it? Yeah, no, I still really yeah. like it. It's just like it's so deep in. There's a lot happening. Like now, the villains are like kind of figuring out how to try to break out of jail, and then you're kind of just like curious as to like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And also, like you know, I I do want to know what this fucking box is that the Riddler took them 
Yeah. I would love to know what's in the box. What's in the fucking box? I would I would really love to know. Uh, so that, that's it. That's all I got to say. It's good. I really like it. I think the art's really good. The stories switch between artists because one artist does like the main story, like the the interrogation stuff. And then during the interrogations, one like the Joker, like whoever's telling a story, like the artist switch switches. Okay, so we both read this book. Um, Champ doesn't technically have it on their poll, but again, we, we both read this. Um, this is Dark Knights of Steel, and it's issue number one. I got the B cover, so you can't really see the title unless you're like looking up in that little corner. I just think the covers are really cool. Look at that. It's, yeah, the cover is really good. I love it so much. I ended up getting all the B covers for it because I saw the Superman wearing his armor, and I was like... You can't just, like, pull a sword out like that and expect me not to love it. Um, but anyway, yeah, this is just, like, a medieval retelling of things in the DC universe. Yeah. Um, a lot of the... Not a lot of the stuff. Some of the stuff is still the same. Um, like, the fact that Superman and his parents are technically aliens. Um, there's a few changes in here. Like, um, Batman is uh, Superman's bodyguard in a way mm-hmm. um his all the robins are like his little crew i guess that work with him policemen yeah a little policeman they they police the the little town um the book itself is narrated by constantine which i thought was really cool um but there's i did like that little character reveal yeah i thought it was fantastic um but yeah this uh superman's parents are the king and queen of the country that they're in of that as if we don't know what country it is um it's yeah, america there's, there's <laughs> what other country is there there's, there's uh, only america there is only america <laughs> um there's several re- kind of reveals in here i'm not gonna say what they are because they're crucial to the storyline and where it's going but i mean it's it's just so good i i love medieval anything and i know batman with armor and a, a fucking steed like that come on it's beautiful uh and i like the weird characterizations that they the medieval characters that mm-hmm. they did like the way they changed the little things about it to make it fit so that was very interesting yeah so I, I do agree with that yeah i enjoyed it like i said i just like i don't i don't really want to add it to my poll but mm-hmm. i do think it's like it was an enjoyable book and I think especially if you like those characters, it's yeah. probably, like, a, something that you would enjoy. Yeah, I am. I'm very excited to see, like, what else is done with the characters. Because I know, obviously, Wonder Woman is coming up. Mm-hmm. Like, who exactly is she going to be in this? Like, it's just very, yeah. very fun. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Let me go? Yeah, go. Okay. Go. I have uh, Critical Role, the Vox Machina Origins series three issue number four (laughs) um the group is just fighting the dragon that turned everyone into stone in the previous issue they're trying to get back to the town that they were in uh so they can get back to vax that's that's pretty much it i mean nothing really happens here there's like two issues left i think but once they get back to town uh the they figure out some stuff about the the wizard who had done stuff to grog previously and how that's going to come in handy with the next story i guess <laughs> um but yeah it's 
good good as always i'm glad to have vax back because i just love him so much and i i hope that they don't kill him soon anyway well he he ended up dying in the whole yeah. thing but i just i don't want to deal with that <laughs> that's all <laughs> uh okay well i have dirtbag rapture this is issue the issue this is issue number two and god damn it i should allison Catherine. Wow, where did I get Allison? I have no idea. Uh, now I'm just like, is her name Catherine? Or is... Yeah, our Catherine. Uh, <laughs> Catherine, who has previously died from a drug overdose, has been given the sight of seeing ghosts. That's, that's repetitive. Uh, <laughs> and... She has been hired by a ghost to take her to Paris, but she finds out there is more to her, like, interacting with ghosts than it seems. And so now she is kind of, like, caught between the idea of good and evil. That's a weird place to be caught in. Yeah, and she's kind of just like a fuck up. Yeah, it's a, like it's a really good book. The like the art is so fucking good, dude. Yeah, I think that's really like the book. Like the story is really really good, but the art is just amazing. Yeah, I the love art, the colors. Yeah, I say the art and colors are just so good. Uh, but yeah, I think I just like I like the main character. Like even though she is fairly unlikable at the same time. And I kind of like the idea of just, like, everything that's happening. Yeah. Because she's kind of... She's unwilling to see, like, past herself, which is one of those things where, you know, I'm just like, God damn it, dude. Right. So she's, like, very unlikable, but she's not, like, a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bad is in... Yeah. Like, she's not a... Yeah. She's not evil. She's just very short-sighted. Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, dumb. Yeah. Not dumb, but... You can say it. Well, no, I just, like, I'm trying to think of, like, the right verbiage. Or, like, the right adjective, Mm -hmm. rather. And I don't think, like... I don't think dumb is right. And I don't think mean is right. I don't feel like aloof is quite right. I just think... It's somebody who is an addict. And that like that personality really like drives through but in a way where it's like yeah they're like an addict that you like and you and at this point you know have been like they've been used because of like Mm -hmm. that vulnerability that they have i don't know that's that's a lot yeah i get what you're saying though and i'm also like just sitting here trying to think of like the right word for them and I, I'm coming up blank. Somebody tell me. Give me the word. Send us uh, a thesaurus, <laughs> please. Uh, but yeah, I really I really do like the book. I, I thought the first issue was really intriguing. And I do like the idea that this like poses just because it's the ghosts have kind of like chosen sides. And what they know is like angels versus demons. So some have chosen to be like demons. 
and some have chosen to be angels Mm -hmm. and that's like she has to choose one of them anyway yeah it's it's fun it's fun it's fun it's a fun story okay all right so now we have silver coin this is issue number six we're back we're back. This is a whole new set of writers, and this issue is written by Joshua Williamson, and the art is done by Michael Walsh. Oh, no. What'd you do? No, I didn't do anything. I'm just saying I'm pretty sure that's the guy who's going to be doing Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was just thinking about how I was like, I really, really enjoyed this, and then I was just saying a little bit ago how everyone I talked to was like, it's going to be so boring. Yeah, I mean, I like this, but there's a difference between writing Batman yeah. and writing, like, something like this. That's that's very true. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, so, yeah, we're, st- like, continuing the story of, like, where the coin is, and this is at an arcade, and I I like this. Yeah, I like I this a lot. I love this. Um, I did really love the, like, little short backstory mm-hmm. as well, which mm-hmm. was written by Chris Hampton, and the art was by G- Gavin Fullerton. I like the colors on that a lot too and i just like i like the connection between yeah yeah, everything um i i did love this issue in particular because i did love the fighting game stuff and just how that kid like i just love the like slaughter of it it sorry i was just remembering how much i really loved this story too yeah it's a i just i love how a few issues in particular have been so violent that it's i mean that that one issue with the summer camp yeah we really talked about how we really really enjoyed that one and it was just because we the movies that we've seen that are like that the it really captured the feeling of Mm -hmm. like 80s like splasher yeah it was like perfect and that's how this one Mm -hmm. made me feel too where it was like it reminded me in some ways of that episode of the x-files with giovanni ribisi in within yeah the the video game yeah. arcade and i just i don't know i really enjoyed it i thought it was a lot of fun this series is just i'm gonna beautiful t- my favorite part was the part with the the head yeah yeah that part was so so like cool the, the kid turns around and he's got the mask yeah. on and he's like that yeah no it. it was so good uh it's it's funny because I I would love to see this in like a short like anthology sort of thing like actual like live action like creep show type yeah because it's just so like every story has been so good in its own right uh, somebody I was talking to recently said they like it felt really like what did what did they say like chaotic almost but not like they didn't use that phrase but like kind of jolted between stories because they were by different writers and i was like but that's like what an anthology is yeah it's not supposed to be like fluid yeah it's it's supposed to be each one is different the only consistent thing is the coin and the artist yeah which i think is fine yeah i love that yeah i don't know and this is one of my favorite series i i think from like a horror perspective i've loved every like issue for the different like aspects of horror brings and yeah everyone's been so good and i'm this the next set of issues i'm so excited for yeah, ram is next right yeah ram is next um and then vita does one yeah yep. and then matthew rosenberg does one as well so which i'm i'm 
Yeah, that's this is a solid group of people. Yeah, like, and I think that, and even the last, like, yeah, it's just like everyone, it's just like, I think each author or each creative team has their own like strengths and the way they bring the story forward has always been different Mm -hmm. and always interesting and yeah such a fucking good book brilliant good french kiss (laughs) (laughs) yep yes we love it uh okay so swamp thing issue number nine i will not get too far into this there's a lot that happens because it's so far into the story my goodness um it is going into a season two so there is going to be a new storyline um i do suggest reading this book a lot i think it's a really great swamp thing story i think it's a really good story about corporations what they do to take things over and like just, yeah, a lot of stuff happens. The devastating effect it has on the ecosystem. Yeah, and just like families and yeah. like communities and population. Yeah, everything in between. Yeah. So we've got capitalism, you know. Yeah, that's. <laughs> okay, so then we have the rush. The rush. This hungry earth reddens under snow-clad hills. And this book is extremely dense, so if you read it, please be prepared because. It'll take a minute, uh, but it is a very good book. Yeah, it takes place in the early 1800s in the uh, Yukon Territory. A woman is uh, searching for her young son after her husband returns from wherever they were without him. It has, it's the gold rush, obviously, mm-hmm. if you didn't know that's what that time was. So she hires um, a man to help her roam the the countryside i guess to find him but there's like a weird supernatural element to it um which is like kind of hinted at but not really given away completely what's Mm -hmm. happening so i i like the whole mystery of it i guess um i like the i like the narration yeah it's it's very good um it reminded me a lot of that um God, I cannot remember what it was called, but the other story that I read that was that took place during this time period of the the girl that was like, God, what was it called? Something about like black stars, black stars above, above. or something yeah, like that. Black yeah, stars above. that's what the narration was too. It's she's the mom, and this is just writing a letter, and I just yeah, it's it's very very good. It's the story itself is. Just very, very good. <laughs> yeah, except it's just like real dense, and there's a lot going on, and it's mm-hmm. it's like a, not a lot going on, but it is. And the art is so good, so good. This last page, like the like, colors in this last. Yeah, page I was gonna say so the gorgeous. colors throughout have just been destroying me because it's like Addison Duke yellows Bruh. and blues and reds is what mm-hmm. it is. But the way that they're blended is just so good, and I think the. The light tones of like the the yellows and the blues really bring out yeah. the red in it, and I just, as someone who pretends to be an artist, I just <laughs> appreciate that a lot. I think I, there's something too I like about the story and like how creepy it was. Yeah, it is. It's very uh, unsettling because, mm-hmm. like I guess it has that supernatural element, but it's only like hinting at it, and you're not getting the full story. So it's 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 very unsettling. Yeah. Okay, so now I have Frontiersman. This is issue number two. And this 
continues. The frontiersmen decided to help a young set of college students protest basically some ecological things. And he's been in hiding this whole time to like, you know, because he was a superhero before. And he kind of brings out his villains because he's on the news. And this kind of, I don't know, I, there's so much going on here and not, not like a lot, but it's just a lot of, a lot of like moving pieces. Yeah. There's a lot of moving pieces and I, I don't know. It's a good book. The cult, like the art is really good. The colors are, I was just going to uh, comment on yeah. that. Yeah. Like I really do love that. And I do like the story, like the idea of like what's happening and how he kind of ends up here um but yeah it's weird (laughs) but in a good way like a good way weird and it's just dealing with i don't know family as well as i don't know he just kind of seems to like fight his way through things even if that's not necessarily the best choice Mm -hmm. but yeah not much to say i think it's like worth reading or at least, like, picking up these next two issues, like, the next, like, these two issues. I kind of want to pick up the next issue or at least read it to see. That's right, because didn't you add, did you add it or I feel like you special ordered the first one? I special ordered the first and one. And then picked up the second Yeah, okay, okay. That's what I thought. But it's just one of those things where I just, like, I don't know. Like, it's still in that zone where I just don't know. And I don't know if the third issue is going to do it for me or if it, that's going to just be like, yeah, I don't I still don't know. Because it's like I do, like, I think the art, and, like, the art really sells it. I think the story is interesting, but I don't know if I like it. Like, yeah. that's really it. I'm in a big zone of that. You're in quite a pickle. Yeah. I mean, I would say pick the third one up off the wall and read it. Like, yeah, when we get it in, because you didn't even you didn't even switch order the second one. You just took it. <laughs> I paid for it. I, I know. I'm saying you should just do that again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's still good. Hey, we just uh, talked about this book for a long time, but we're gonna do it again. We're really gonna talk about it. Yeah, now. this is uh, the me you love in the dark. Issue number four. Yeah, maybe we're more prepared to talk about it now than we were before. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, what's our main character's name? Ro. Ro. She decided to move out into a house and paint because she needed some some of that artistic uh, creativeness that you can only get when you move really far away into a haunted house. When you isolate yourself. Which I think was what she was intending mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, just isolating a little bit. But she fucked a demon. And you know the first rule of demons is you don't fuck them. You don't do it. Uh, spoiler alerts in this in this segment, too. Uh, so this issue deals a lot with what happens... I mean, even the the issue before this, when she fucks the demon, you can see those possessive behaviors. This deals a lot with, uh, I guess, abuse, like emotional abuse and like attaching yourself to somebody else 
and like the consequences of doing so but further isolation yeah. but not voluntary yeah so this issue deals with the the entity we'll just call them that uh telling Ro that they can't leave the house keeping them there or finding ways to keep them there and just overall stuff you don't want to deal with mm-hmm. and then very um trying to keep their friends away yeah abuse and manipulation tactics yeah it's not fun it's not good um and this is i guess the climax of the situation mm-hmm. where all the realizations start to come together and then the consequences of what happens happens yeah this is i don't know like the book is the way it lays itself out is really interesting and i suppose you can see all of these things happening mm-hmm. but it's just i don't know it's still just like the way it happens and i don't know it's it's scary especially this like issue gets under your skin and like freaks you out in like a multitude of different ways it's very uncomfortable but i guess not uncomfortable for me it's just uncomfortable in that you know what's gonna happen and you can't do anything about Mm -hmm. it because you've seen all the signs before she was able to yeah and it's just you are helpless in this situation and that was something that I didn't mention about his writing is like he draws you in so well yeah. with that kind of stuff. Like it makes you feel like you're there with them. But again, you're just an, a bystander. You can't actually do anything about anything that's happening. Mm-hmm. But you want to. Yeah. I And I don't know. We we talked about this earlier. It's just he's Scotty Young is really good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Like he's really good at writing and he does make just like a very intriguing story that's like extremely relatable, especially if you've gone through anything that like, I guess we, we were talking just about Middle West and the me you love in the dark here, but just those like any sort of childhood like issues with your parents or even like any sort of like abusive like relationship like this, you just kind of like delve into them without like yeah, you kind of do it without realizing. And then when you're, like, in it, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah like, he- what you're doing, like, oh, I just thought I was reading, like, a nice little ghost fuck story. And that's what I was hoping <laughs> for. I said that so many times. Like, I hope she fucks that ghost. And then, I mean, it's a, a very common mistake that happens in movies. You think it's a ghost, but it's actually a fucking demon. And you invited him in and out and into your fucking pants, dude. Like... You invite. I don't want to get into that. Yeah, it's a whole nother. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, that's like the intriguing part of it because you just kind of delve in like, oh, it's a kid who has supernatural powers. Like, no shit. That's just trauma. uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's rough and it's, it's a ride and it's like, even here it's five issues and like you and I just said, it's just like that feels like it's too quick. Like I don't, it, it I does. don't, I don't want to, I don't want it to end because then I'm like, I just, I, am I gonna feel, feel, feel fulfilled? Sorry, that's a lot of F's. Feel fulfilled. Am I going feel to feel fulfilled? fulfilled? Yeah, I, you know, I feel like you will just because I can't imagine being disappointed by the way this is ending. I just. I, I, like I said, I don't know how. 
mm-hmm. he could tie up the, this story after all of this, unless like this isn't really happening. This is like what she imagines as she's walking up to the house and she sees that's, all of it happening before her. That's still too much. But that's, that's I know. Bad. I know. I know, but I mean, that's I mean that's the, not bad, but that's just like it's the only thing that I could imagine happening. That's just like to, when like, people wake up in like an insane asylum sort of situation, right? Where you're just like, well, that's a stupid cop out. This wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. Uh, anything else? No, I mean, like I, I did read um, that horror anthology. Also, the um, after After Dark. I think that's what it's called. Oh, yeah, the Aftershock one? Yeah. Nah. That's all I got to say about it. Okay. Was not not interested in this. I read it all, and I can't tell you one thing about it. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, five different stories in there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. Oh, I read that Hellboy book. Oh, yeah. read that Hellboy, Hellboy book. Hellboy, yes. Yeah, uh, we got Hellboy, or I got Hellboy, Giant of Bones, because I was like, why not just throw another book into the pile, It uh, uh, into my my pull file? Yeah, just My pull file of hell. <laughs> imagine uh, Hellboy doing an investigation of Thor. Yeah, why Thor died. Yeah. Or why, where Thor is. Yeah, and the cave. If you know Norse mythology, you know what cave it is. Where in the world is Thor San Diego? Where in the fucking world is he, dude? They, um, yeah. It's a, it was a cute, it was a <laughs> it cute was little scary. Yeah, I liked it. It like, was very interesting. That's why I wanted you to read it, because I was like, I thought you might enjoy it, at least. It was, yeah, I did, I did enjoy it quite a bit. Okay. Well, we must go. Yes, we the, are. The, the, we're out of time. Yeah, it's the, been. The world is calling us. <laughs> we will see you. Uh, well, I mean, as always, go to your local comic book shops. Please buy comics from them. If you want something for the holiday season or ever, please pre-order it because there's a lot of stuff going on. And... It's a lot, and you might miss things. And if you don't want to miss things, you got to pre-order them. That's that's it. Um, support your local libraries. Take care of your friends. Just be a decent human. Yeah, we love you. See you on the flippity.